Hi, I'm Wes. It's Wednesday the 27th of March 2013 and in today's episode I'm joined by Jeremy Jones from Living the Dream and we're talking about um, the best job in the world, um, another competition released by the Australian Tourism and also a survey that was done about uh, how people can't disconnect when they're on holidays and then we talk about a few hotel and hostel booking uh, sites out there and we're glad to have you joining us for another episode of the Wes Wonders podcast. Now, before I get into the chat I had with Jeremy, um, I just want to apologise to all the regular listeners out there. Um, I know it's a fortnightly podcast um, and there hasn't been an episode released for a bit longer than a fortnight. Um, So I'm really sorry. Um, My life just got really hectic for a few weeks there. Um, I changed my full-time job. Um, I went down to Melbourne um, and just lots of stuff happened all at once. Uh, But thankfully, I'm back on track. I'm blogging again and I'm able to organise the podcasts and get guests on the show. So without further ado, I will cut to the talk that I had with Jeremy. Welcome back to another episode of the Wes Wonders podcast. I'm your host, Wes. And joining me today is Jeremy Jones from Living the Dream. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Um, so this is your first time on the podcast. Um, so do you want to tell me and some of the listeners a bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm Jeremy, and I run the uh, travel blog Living the Dream. Uh, we're uh, about four and a half years old, and uh, I founded the site in 2008 to chronicle a long-term trip that I was going to take. Uh, it was supposed to be a 12 to 14 month trip around the world in 2010-2011. Uh, I ended up only doing about half of that in Asia. Uh, certain someone named Angie came along, who I'm now married to. Uh and so, so far, the, the site's been mostly chronicling our adventures in Asia uh, and the previous trips of mine in uh, Egypt, Jordan, Europe, the Caribbean. Uh, but starting next month, we're going to be announcing a uh, 14 to 18 month trip around the world that we're going to be taking to complete what I started. Uh, haven't announced any of that yet, so this is the first time I'm talking about it here. Good. Um, and do you know some of the places that you're going or you do, but you don't want to say just yet? Uh, you know, we have a lot. I'll, I'll give a little bit and keep a little bit for uh, the big exciting launch. Um, like I said, it's going to be about 14, 18 months. Uh, we're flying into Paris on June 10th. Uh, we're going to spend a lot of time in Europe, India, Nepal, and then South America and Central America. But uh, we got a lot more surprises that we're not going to let out just yet. Good to hear. Um, yeah. So did you meet Angie while you were traveling or um, was she traveling? As well, well, 
No, she wasn't. We actually went to undergrad together and we were those type of weird people that didn't start dating until after we got done with school. So I started planning my trip for 2010 uh, a few months before we started dating. And I had started buying plane tickets and expensive things. And, and then, of course, she came along and we started dating. And then this was about two years before I was actually going to go. So over that time, I was still planning to do it. And then all of a sudden, it's time to go. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so she was being pretty cool about it. And so let me go. But we decided to just do half. Or I, at least I would do half. Yeah. And then she would come visit me and uh, she came out to Singapore and we went to Thailand for a couple of weeks and I proposed to her there. And that was the uh, end of the trip. <laughs> nice way to do it though. Yeah. Well, it was either do that uh, on the beach in Thailand or somewhere in Ohio. So I feel like I had kind of the best backdrop and ambiance there. I couldn't really do much better. Yeah, that was a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so have you two been on any trips since then or you've just been prepping up for this big trip uh, we've done a few we went on a cruise before when we were just dating so we spent a week in the Caribbean together and then uh, we got married last May and went on our honeymoon to Spain and we were in Spain for two weeks did uh, Madrid, Seville, Granada, Barcelona and a bunch of day trips but nothing more than two weeks. So this next one for 14 to 18 months is going to be interesting. Really good. Did you find um, you, because I got married in uh, October and we went to Fiji and oh, I'd been to Fiji before, but my wife Hannah hadn't, but we kind of felt guilty that we weren't doing anything. We were so tired from the wedding that all we did mm -hmm. was sit around the resort pool and just did nothing. So did you find there was a bit of that on your honeymoon or you managed to get out to a few places? Yeah, it was, it was interesting because we had done the cruise before and even though we were really active, we kind of considered that to be our relaxing trip, even though we didn't ever sit by a pool or anything. And then we had Thailand and Southeast Asia, which was more beaches. So in Spain, we were all about history and culture and food and scenery. I don't think we had a day off that we relaxed. About a week or 10 days into it, we'd start getting into the siesta culture where we'd take a nap in the middle of the day, but that was the most downtime that we had the whole time we were there. That's good then. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was busy to say the least. Yeah, well, because we, um, we went to Melbourne if like before we went to Fiji just for a few days and yeah, all we did was walk around and um, yeah, just eat in the cafes in Melbourne. It's, we love doing that. Um, yeah, so by the time we got to Fiji, we just slept and lazed around. I think we, we eventually got out to one of the villages um, and that was about it. And then I got sick the day before we left, so. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> It was interesting, but it was fun. Um, but yeah, I think we need to go back there just to actually do Fiji rather than sit in a resort. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I'd like to do that eventually, but it's never worked out that we can actually do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you, I think you've kind of got to be in the mood to do it as well. Like, mm-hmm. There's plenty of times where I go to other countries and all I want to do is just run around and see everything and take lots of photos. So sitting around by a pool yeah. and you know, just waiting for happy hour, it's not mine yeah. or Hannah's you know, usual travel style, but I think it was just what we needed. I could think of worse things to do, especially uh, when you're in Fiji. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun, so I might have to go back there one day. Yeah, yeah um, I suppose we'll jump into some of the topics that um, we're looking at. Uh, so the first one we've got is about the best job in the world. Um, well, the version two of the best job in the world. Um, so did the six best jobs in the world. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what <laughs> about, so um, the first one was, when was it? Back in 2009, I think. And they sent... Yeah, I, I read about that. Yeah. I think, I think it was back then. Um, so the Queensland Tourism Government, so um, back in Australia. Woo-hoo, uh, they advertised for someone just to come out and... I don't even know what they ended up doing. I think they just tweeted and blogged and made videos about Queensland and how great it was for their tourism and he got paid some ridiculous amount, 150 grand I think, and they put him up in nice places and Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's why it was the best job in the world because it was a well-paid holiday. Um, So that was the original one, but they've just come out with, or the Australian tourism, um, have just come out with this new one which is six different best jobs in the world. Um, so I think they're pretty cool. Have, have you had a chance to have a look at them, Jeremy? Yeah, I did. I actually followed the first one a fair bit when it was out a few years ago. And I, I remember just reading one article from the guy who won. He, I, Everyone kept asking him about how much of an easy job they thought it was. And he actually worked pretty hard because they had him going around and doing different job roles from different people on the island every single day. So he was trying out a new job like every day and kind of on his toes most of the time that he was there, at least for what he would talk about. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the, the new one does sound pretty interesting. And, you know, I, I like the the fact that you can pick the, pick the theme that you want to go in, whether it's a, a food-based theme or a nature-based theme. You can... Uh, definitely apply your skill set a little bit better if you're interested in applying for it. Yeah. Well, would you, uh, would you apply for one of these, given the opportunity? Uh, well, not this year, no. We have the plans kind of stopping us, but, yeah. you know, if, if we didn't have our pending trip, I probably would consider it. We, we, we actually applied for the uh, Thailand version of this contest when it was out a few years ago, and we're runners up so we didn't actually get a trip out there but we got a you know, prize for all the promotion that we tried to to give on our part but yeah i think it would be yeah it it would be a, a really cool trip to to do if you could get it yeah and i thought about applying but um yeah i just well i just started a new job so i just don't have the time to put into it at the moment Maybe when they bring this round next time, I'll give it a whirl. Yeah, that, that's about the same that I was in the last time that this happened, and now kind of the same with this one. Yeah. 
That's the only problem with I'll, I'll... politicians. They never do them when I want them to. Yeah, all, all of the ones that have the coolest prizes, you have to make the video and lobby people to vote for you, and I just don't have time to do all that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think because um, I entered a intrepid one, it was kind of the same. Um, and I found the hardest part was just trying to get people to go there and vote. So, like, mm -hmm. my friends did it, but yeah, you push it and you push it. And, um, you know, if you don't get the vote, and some random person who just has lots of friends or something gets in yeah. yeah even with thousands and thousands of people on social media that follow our websites it's it's not the easiest of things to get people to go and vote for you especially if there's a, a stipulation that they have to create an account and go through all the hoops just to just to push the button yeah yeah exactly oh so i'll go through um what the six prizes are um so there's one in New South Wales. It's labelled Chief Funster. Um, I can't remember what you do with that one. I think it's just going around Sydney and doing a whole bunch of fun stuff that Sydney people do. Um, the second one's called Outback Adventurer. Uh, that's up in Northern Territory. Um, so you're going around to places like Uluru and Kakadu and um, I think taking out some of the croc farms and stuff like that. Park Ranger in Queensland. That would be partially like the one that um, they did last time. Uh, so I think you go around and you act as like a wildlife person and you're helping um, helping that out and yeah, cleaning up an island and stuff like that, I think. Um, fourth one's Wildlife Caretaker in South Australia. Kind of the same. Um, the picture's got some guy swimming with a, or snorkeling with a, seal by the looks of it so i think it's got a lot to do with the um the water and um looking after the marine stuff there um lifestyle photographer in melbourne so this is the one that i looked at so if i did any of them it would be this one because well, i'm a photographer and i like melbourne so that's a win-win um definitely that, huh? uh, definitely <laughs> Photographer in Melbourne, you can't go wrong with that. I know, it's, it's like the food capital. I go down every year for the Formula One. And from the looks of mm. it, they just want you to go around to sporting events, taking photos and um, live gigs and graffiti art and stuff like that. It's like a pretty good- Sounds like, uh, sounds like a rough life. Yeah, yeah. Well, the next one's even worse. It's, um, <laughs> Tastemaster in Western Australia. As far as I can tell, you just go around to a bunch of wineries and taste them. That's a toughie. That's dangerous. Yes. <laughs> Fun though. Um, my sister lives over in Western Australia. It's very nice over there. So, um, which would you pick out of those ones? Yeah, even, even though I know about some of the stories of some of the dangerous wildlife uh in in australia i would definitely go for the uh, nature caretaker one you, you can't put a p picture of a snorkeler with a, a sea lion or something like that and get me to not choose that one <laughs> yeah and our animals aren't that dangerous mostly <laughs> I, I i believe i saw a, a viral photo a few months ago that had a sketch of australia and it had different parts of australia with the different animals that are 
possibly dangerous to you. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that one. <laughs> and, oh, like, 13 of the 15 most poisonous spiders, no, snakes, um, are all from Australia. Snakes, yeah. yeah. But you never see them unless you're out in the middle of the desert, as far as I know. Right. Well, I say that knowing full well that I would still volunteer for the nature one with all the animals. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good choice. Hmm. I think I think if I if I did that one, uh, Angie would definitely be the one doing the the wine tasting one. Yeah. Now that I think about it, we really should apply for that because we could each do a different one, uh, pending the rules, and and possibly win and have a lot to write about. <laughs> You'd have months of writing, except I don't know if um, you have to write for them or not. I think there was Probably, a, yeah. There was another uh, competition like this floating around. I think it was, what was it called? The Biggest, Baddest Bucket List? You hear about yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. I, I run a, one, of, one of the websites I run is a travel contest directory. So I, I host links to all the free to enter travel contests. So. That one, I think, was a $50,000 vacation, or it was a six-month around-the-world vacation and $50,000 of spending cash. Yeah. But you had to you had to put together a three-minute-long entry video or something like that and get people to vote for you. Yeah. I think, because um, I read about their competition as well, I think they did it really well because they had five people would go through on votes and five people would go through um, according to the judges, which I think is... Yeah, I think that's that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, and I think it's still running. Oh, no, it just finished, and they're, um, I think they're in judging at the moment, from memory. Um, but, yeah, this... this uh, the best jobs in the world that we've been talking about that runs till the 10th of April. So that, well, you don't have long, but you can still enter if you want. Um, and we'll chuck a link in the show notes so you can go over and check out the different, um, prizes and enter if you want. Let us know if you do enter and, um, you know, we'll try and promote you or talk about it. Maybe. Yeah. We can vote for you and, and share your links on our, on our pages. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I think we'll go on to the next story. <laughs> but this one, um, I find this a bit weird uh, for us as travel bloggers because um, well, it's just what we do. But um, they, or some people, I can't remember who, have done a story saying uh, too many people take their work on holidays with them so because everyone has a smartphone these days and every hotel has wi-fi or at least they should have wi-fi um most people check their work emails or um, stuff like that and you know they they can't even go a few days without checking their work email and um, writing back to them and stuff like that so like i said it's a bit weird for us because um, when we are away or traveling our job is that sort of, so we're kind of required to. But <laughs> um, 
you know, what do you, what do you think about like people like leaving work and going on holidays and then still doing work? It bothers me. I, I work as an engineer in my day job and we get sent to crazy places and we'll work long hours and two, two weeks at a time, 12 hour days. And the last thing when we're home and taking comp days or vacation, the last thing I want to think about is work, but then I'll be at the office and then someone will call me up on their vacation, asking me what's going on. Just hang up on them. Like you're on vacation. Please don't talk to me right now. I don't think I've ever check my work email while I'm on vacation. But you bring up the good point that we're travel bloggers. Our vacations are our work, especially for what's like us who have day jobs. In between the big travels, we our vacations are, are when we get all of our content and do all of our work and can actually have live blogging and talking on social media and be at our best so I'll turn off from one job and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm turning on my other job, but admittedly travel blogging is far more enjoyable. Yes. And, um, yeah. Like I said, I, I work as well. So it's kind of the same. Does that mean we haven't had a vacation in years? Either of us? <laughs> uh, I think, I think that goes back to my earlier comment about Fiji and about never having a time to turn off. <laughs> yeah. It, it, if I was at a place where I had uh, internet access and, was just hanging out at the, the pool all day, I probably would be inclined to pull my computer out and start writing about something else that I did. Or at the very least, sharing a picture of the pool and how cool it is. Yeah, I did do that. I Instagrammed a lot of photos just to make people jealous. <laughs> well, I know of um, a few travel bloggers um, that, well, even because they're full-time travel bloggers, so they're traveling all the time. Um, and I know of a few that have just stopped blogging for a month while they just take time to actually, well, have a vacation and travel without talking about it. So it does happen. But yeah. I, yeah, I think it's a lot easier for those full-time travel bloggers because they can make the cut a lot easier. Yeah, we'll, we'll have that kind of luxury when we go out on our, our trip and you know, I, I can't really say in, in what parts just yet, but you know, one of the things we're going to be doing is doing Everest Base Camp. And you know, even if I get internet there, I'm just not even going to bother with my computer just because it's going to be cold and the battery is going to get drained immediately. So that'll be like the first proper vacation I've had in quite a long time because it's just going to be me and a camera and, and Angie just walking and, and hiking and even though my brain will be on and thinking of stuff the whole time, it'll be kind of like being off for a few days. Yeah. Yeah, I know the feeling. And that's one of the places that I want to go. So yeah, I don't blame you. I don't think they've got internet very, very much up there. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so too. And there's another travel blogger who just went there, I think in, in last November, about a year around when, when we were going to be going. And they were updating quite a bit and it seemed like they actually had good internet in a lot of the lodges, at least for the first few days. And I saw that and was kind of terrified because I was like, Oh, oh no, a connection. I don't, I don't want this. I just want to 
I want to be off. I want to schedule a few posts in advance and then just turn the computer off and, and hope nothing breaks while I'm gone. Yeah. Well, even if it does, you just fix it when you get back. Yeah. Well, those that that person in particular, and if they're they're listening, I apologize for using you as a reference, but if they had bad weather, then they're leaving and they got stuck in the uh, the local airport for like five days before they could get a flight out. So they got a lot of work done in those five days because they were just sitting there. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. I think it, it's very accident prone up there. I heard of um, another one that was, might be the same person. I'm not sure, but um, he was heading up there and she broke her toe on the second day. And it's uh, what, seven days up and five days back. Yeah, it's about the typical time frame. You can go anywhere from 12 days to, well, as long as you want it, three weeks. Uh, that, that sounds painful. Uh, I suppose a broken toe is the best places to have something broken, especially if you're there when it's somewhat cold. At least you might not be able to feel it when it's broken. True. I still don't reckon it'll be all much, all that much fun, you know, with your pack. And no. But I think they get Sherpas. Do you get a Sherpa? Uh, I think we're going to get a, a porter or someone to carry our bags. Yeah. I'll be all right. Just a nice stroll up a small mountain. Yeah, I, I haven't walked 12 days in a row, but uh, we'll, we'll see how this one goes. <laughs> Well, good luck with that. We'll do it, but, um, yeah, well, I think uh, my wife said if I do go, I'm going alone, and she'll she'll go to Paris, and she'll meet me when I get back. <laughs> we're 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 on the same boat right now. Uh, Angie's not sure if she wants to do it yet. We're we're gonna go to Nepal first, and then India after. So she's just like, yeah, maybe I'll just go to India and, and go to like a, a yoga place or a meditation place uh, right across the border and wait for you for two weeks. Yeah. It'd be fun, but it, it's a tough trip. But it's one of those ones that you can go, yeah, I've done it. Not many people have. Yay me. Yeah, it's one of those things that we're going to be right there. So I mean, it's always that, that struggle. It's like you're there. And I want to do it. And when am I going to get back here? So I might as well just do it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear that. Um, cool. So I, I think that's all that um, we have to talk about today. Unless you have anything you want to you want to talk about? Anything that popped up? Um, Yeah, let me let me think about that for a second. I I uh, I, I wish more bloggers would be willing to uh, turn off for a couple of weeks, set the example for everyone else. Because because you know for someone like myself, even even though I have a full time job and sometimes I'm gone and work, uh, you know, seventy hour weeks. I still come home and work an hour or two every night and work on weekends. And I think us as an industry, we need to start remembering what a proper vacation is, even even from our websites. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I agree. And like I said, I think I've only seen... I mean, because if you're anything like me, you follow a lot of... Um, like, we have a lot of friends in the travel blogger community. I think I've only seen it about two or three times where people have actually shut off <laughs> and had an actual holiday. Yeah, it almost has to be marketed as a proper break. I think the people that I know that do that, they, they advertise that they're going to do it every year and they give a lead up to it and everything. And I, I would probably imagine there's going to be a few sponsored posts thrown up in between to kind of keep things coming along. And, you know, pe people expect it and just don't think you've fallen off the radar. Yeah. And I think that's uh, the problem that I've had in the last month because I started my new job. I kind of just half fell off the radar. Hopefully some people remember me. Yeah, it, it actually, you know, thinking thinking of that phrase falling off the radar, it actually makes me think of that one couple that was in South America and, and, and people thought that they were missing or in danger and they just kind of just fall off the map for a few weeks. And I don't think they actually had a blog or at least I, I, I if they do, I don't know them, but you know, if, if if someone you know who has a following and readership just magically disappeared for two weeks and and didn't update or say anything, I could see a lot of people getting a big panic about it. Yeah, well, especially when you go to somewhere like South America. Yeah, it's just uh, you know, you're everyone knows you're traveling and you're going to weird places and that you're you're bringing out new content, and social media updates every day, and then if you just sort of just go cold turkey and just not update anything for a two weeks, I think someone would start to question, or at least hopefully your friends and family would know that you're turning off for a bit just so they can throw out a message in case something happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be pretty bad, though. You come back and you've got you know, 8,000 emails. Are you all right? Yeah. I Well, on the other hand, it could be a good publicity stunt just to get your people back interested in you coming back see how much you're missed i don't actually condone that i'm just joking <laughs> any travel bloggers listening to this don't fake your own death <laughs> yeah i i will deny any uh any involvement in anything if, if i get a call one day awesome um so do you have any any other topics to to talk about or I can't think of anything because uh, I've been a bit out of it. I, I don't know what's happened in the travel world in the last two weeks. So. Yeah, I think the, the biggest things that are coming out right now are the, the changes from Google and Pinterest kind of turning their services upside down, but I'm not sure if those are topics worth talking about just because they getting rid of services that people really love and I think FeedBurner is going away completely and Panerus is changing all their rules. And, uh, you know, this is more applicable for any bloggers listening, but it sounds like everyone's going pretty crazy over it. Oh, I might have to read up on that. <laughs> yeah. It might be a good topic for next week. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, um, apart from that, anything that's happening in travel that you know of that you can update me on? And our travel or just general travel? 
Ah, just general travel. Hmm. You know, it's kind of funny. I've been I've been such uh, focused on on planning our 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 trip in the last couple of months that I actually haven't really been keeping up myself either. It's like every every free moment that I have that I'm not writing is just looking at hotels and train tickets and and booking things and putting money on credit card that I really don't want to be spending and kind of kind of missing out a little bit like you. Yeah. But it did make me think of something. Um, while I was down in Melbourne, I booked with Airbnb. Have you booked with them before? Yeah, actually, we well, we haven't used them before. We used Rumorama in the past, but we found Airbnbs cheaper. So we're we're actually all of our apartments in France and Switzerland that we just booked this past weekend are Airbnb. We found that it. Uh, renting a room or an apartment was actually cheaper than a dorm and a hostel for two people. So we thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, and that's what we found because me and my friends went down. So if we all stayed in a dorm room, it was going to cost us only slightly less than getting a whole apartment. Um, and we had our own TV and our own bathroom and kitchen. And, so, and it was in a much better area. It ended up. I think it ended up saving us money because we cooked a few nights, and we wouldn't do that in the hostel. So. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I probably would never cook. Um, you know, Angie might because she's the chef in our family and loves to cook. And that's actually her biggest worry about traveling for so long is not being able to cook. But um, you know, ignoring saving money from from just cooking and and not eating out, it was such a shock to me to look up and see, uh, say, in Paris, a hostel. You'd probably be spending $100 just for the two of us. And you, you could get a private room in an apartment for like 70 And it, we're, we're splurging a little bit there. And I think ours is, my, is like 95 uh, US a night. And that's almost the same price that we would be spending for a crappy hostel. And we're in the best part of the city. Yeah, and like that's the thing. I, um, it's, I just find it so much better. So it's uh, probably what I'm going to be using from now on. Um, it it makes you. Uh, uh, I was going to say it makes you feel better that that people are actually getting your money rather than uh, a corporation. Well, I, I suppose for us travel writers staying in hostels, it's more small businesses and not as bad as staying in, in big chains all the time, but. It's always nice to see the person who's actually getting your money. I, I feel a little bit better about using that. Yeah, especially if they're helpful and you know, they're like, oh, go here. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for that in a few of our cities. We're, we're going to be renting a car in Florence and driving around Tuscany for a week. And I'm, I'm sure we can figure it out. But having someone in the apartment there already that knows the region, they, they'll know all the secrets and they can tell us exactly where to go. Oh, so for those out there who don't know what Airbnb is all about, um, pretty much uh, everyday people just are putting their apartment or a room or their house up on a, up on a kind of like travel accommodation website. 
So it's like a rental website. Yeah. So instead of booking a hotel room, you uh, book an apartment through um, Bob who lives in Ohio or something like that. Um, and yeah, it usually ends up being cheaper and you get the local knowledge of the, the people that you're staying with, which is nice. Yeah, there, there's a few things I've noticed on the website that you should probably be aware about if, if you're looking at booking there. Um, the first is that the rate changes depending on the number of nights you want to book and the number of people that are there. And it's also dependent on, on the region of, of the world that you're in. Uh, with us going on this trip, we've looked at several cities actually on that website. And, and it's, there always seems to be a minimum price that people are, are not going to rent out a room for. And it's always like $30, $40, $50 a night. So, and that's for two people. So if, if, if you're going to a place that's like, say, India, where you can get a uh, hotel room for less than $10 a night or $15 a night in a really nice place, you might be spending too much because you're kind of below that almost universal limit for people giving up their space. But if you're in a in a more expensive place like Western Europe or Australia or the US, you might end up saving a lot of money. Yeah, that's very true. And they can change their prices whenever they want, sort of. Because um, they're just people, so they can go, oh, it'll be this much. But you know, you don't have to accept it if you don't want to, I, I suppose. But yeah, you usually end up getting a better deal, I find. Yeah, we, we, we have a really nice success that we actually got on their website. Uh, we haven't talked about it yet, but we're going to be going to Oktoberfest in Munich this year. And, and we, we got a room for like 85 a night. And, and it's in an apartment that people are living in, but it's a private room. But I was seeing prices like $250, $300 for, for dorms just for two people. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, when I went to Munich, it was... I think it was two days after Oktoberfest, so the prices had just dropped, and I think I was still paying around $50 a night, and that was in a dorm. Yeah, I I, I can't imagine it. If, if it wasn't for the, for the booking service and getting a, a cheap rate, we just would have skipped it. And, and we, we booked it like three months ago, and it's not even until September. And you could tell that they were just going away immediately. You look at people's calendars and September's completely free except for the Oktoberfest week. It's already like people were already booking up. So we had to just randomly pick a date. We don't even know. We didn't even know what time we were going to be there. We didn't have any plans. We just said, okay, we're going to be there on these three days. And now we're kind of picking our, our, our route around that just because we could get a cheap place. Yeah. It's fair enough. <laughs> It's uh, it's worth the risk to say you can go to Oktoberfest. Yeah. I, I, part of me wishes I planned my trip better because, yeah, missing out by two days, that was just silly. But, um, yeah, well, we, we all have moments like that. I, I missed the, the Yiping Festival in Chiang Mai by two days because I just didn't Google it to see when it was. Yeah. Uh, the lessons we learned. Well, you know, that just means you got to go back. Oh, what a pity. <laughs> rough, rough life. Yeah, it's, it's times like this that makes me remember that this job's not too bad. 
<laughs> so maybe we don't need a holiday after all. <laughs> no, no. I, I, if I had to choose between uh, a proper vacation and, and doing this, uh, I'll probably still choose to do this. So hence why I still haven't gotten that beach holiday yet. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, yeah, I think um, we might wrap up the podcast for today around there. Um, so where can people find you online if they want to follow your travels, um, Jeremy? Yep, we're online at uh, Living the Dream. The website is Living the Dream RTW. That's the letters RTW for around the world. Around the world. Uh, dot com and we're on uh, social media on facebook twitter and pinterest we have all the links on our website but uh, facebook is facebook.com slash living the dream blog and twitter is a uh, twitter.com slash living dream rtw so the same as our website just without the, the someone got living the dream before me and living the dream rtw is too long I know. Um, and I'll um, include links to all those in the show notes as well. So um, you can just follow those through if you, if you feel like you want to. Yeah, that would be that would be great. And we'll be announcing our, our trip formally uh, in about a month and a half. So we're not talking about it yet. So let's just keep the secret between us for now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but hopefully... We'll have you on um, just after you announce um, in a podcast in a couple of weeks or something like that. So you can tell people about it. Yeah, that, that sounds great. Excellent. Well, um, thanks for coming on the show. And um, I'm sure I will talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. I look forward to, to being on soon. Well, thanks again to Jeremy Jones for being on the show today. Uh, if you have any questions or feedback about anything that we talked about today or want to ask any questions on the podcast, you can send an email to podcast at weswanders.com. Um, all the links to the stories we talked about today will be in the show notes as well as details on where you can find Jeremy online. Um, to see the show notes, you can head to weswanders.com slash podcast forward slash five uh, because this was episode five uh, you can also follow me on twitter i'm at wes7 w-e-z and the number seven or you can become a member of the wes wonders facebook page uh, www.facebook.com forward slash wes wonders please subscribe to the podcast via itunes um, and if you've got a few spare moments uh be great if you could give us a rating um, more ratings we get means more listeners more fun and such forth uh, well until next episode happy traveling <laughs>